0: This is the Southern Hills Church of God, and this is our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today. We hope this inspires you and guides you and builds your faith. God bless and enjoy this message. It's good to see you this morning. What a start to 2021 that we've had, right? And I, I really don't mean that in a negative manner. I really mean it. What a great start that we've had. To 2021, there's been a lot of really good things happen in the church and and uh, with care groups and prayer groups just this past Friday night, we had a zoom call. Sorry, my fault. We had a zoom call on Friday night with uh, about 20 people or more on it and we spent a half an hour just in prayer. And we're going to be doing that every Friday evening at 7.30. So we'd love for you to join and just join in prayer with us. Every Tuesday morning at 10 o'clock, we're opening the doors to the sanctuary, and we're going to be in here praying. Okay? Every Tuesday morning at 10 o'clock, we're also going to live stream it so you can watch it from home as well. But every 10 o'clock, we're opening these doors, and we're going to come in here and we're going to pray. We're going to make an intentional effort this year to pray and pray and pray. And when we think we've prayed enough, we're going to pray some more. Amen. Every Tuesday morning at 10 o'clock, every Friday at 7.30, and every third Sunday right here at 2 o'clock, we're going to be in here praying. We're going to do more prayer this year than probably what this church has ever done, and I'm okay with that because there's nothing that we should do that we shouldn't first bathe it in prayer. And God works when his people pray. So we've got to do it. Um. We talked about care groups. I'm going to get into this message. The Lord just spoke a verse into my heart. I was actually opening, uh, opening up my Bible to Psalm uh, to find something else, and God took me to Psalm 119, and it fits perfectly with this message today. So I'm going to read it to you. But we talked about these care groups as well, and what care groups are is, is, is we want to make another intentional effort this year to make sure that we're doing life together, that we care about each other. And that we love each other. We're keeping up with each other. There's an acronym that I've written for care. It's call, ask, resource, encourage. Call, ask, resource, and encourage. Call somebody. Let let them know that you're thinking about them, that you love them. Ask them, can I help you pray about something? Is there a need that you have that I can help you pray for? Resource, is there somebody I can send you to, is an organization I can send you to to see that prayer met and then encourage them? Because how many times this last week had, had, could, could you name that your week would have been so much better had somebody just given me a word of encouragement, right? Everybody needs it. And so we're going to launch these care groups as well. And so there's a lot of great things that are going to happen this year, But I'm excited about this message, and I want to ask that you pray with me today and for me today to deliver this message. This message is heavy on my heart. It's been heavy on my heart since I heard somebody else preach a message like this. And, and I, I really want to share it today and, and, and um, just share, share my heart and what I believe God is doing in this season of ministry right now. Would you pray with me, Lord God? We ask you to come into this place. God, move. Speak to me, God. I'm your servant today. I'm your servant. Speak to me, Father. Lord, you know I can't do this without you. So, God, I pray you'd give me the words to say. Lord, God, that you do with me what you do with Moses when you told him, when you gave him the confidence to know that I'll be your mouth as you speak. So, God, free my ability to be able to communicate this clearly and end in such a way that when we leave here, we're transformed, not because of what I said, but because of what you did. God, I pray that you would open up our eyes, our ears, and our minds to know, to see, and to hear the truth that you have for us today. God, I thank you and I praise you. And everybody said amen and amen. As we were in worship this morning, God... um, Gave me just this little, this little snippet into, into my spirit. He spoke something into me, and he said, "You're tired. You're tired." And he's right. I'm tired. I was telling Megan this morning, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of this sickness. I'm tired of the political climate. Amen. I'm tired of hatred. I'm tired of bitterness. And I'm tired of the church ripping itself apart from the inside. Whew. I see it everywhere. I'm tired. Just real quick, by a show of hands, just, is there anybody in here tired? <laughs> I, I asked you to keep your eyes open. Keep those hands up, because I want you to look around. I want you to look at how many people are just straight up tired. They're tired. Can I tell you what Psalm 119 says, Please. I opened my Bible to find something and God opened Psalm 119, verse 25. I don't know if it's going to be up on the screen or not. If it is, then um, Pawnee is amazing, and I know she is already. But Psalm one nineteen twenty five, 25. I am laid low in the dust. Preserve my life according to your word. I recounted my ways and you answered me. Teach me your decrees. Let me understand the teaching of your precepts and I will meditate on your wonders. What's it say in verse 28? Watch this. There it is. What's it say? My soul is weary with sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. Whew. Can I speak that over you right now? My soul is weary with sorrow. Strengthen me according To your word, keep me from deceitful ways. Be gracious to me through your law. I have chosen the way of truth. I have set my heart on your laws. I hold fast to your statutes. Oh Lord, do not let me be put to shame. I run in the path of your commands for you have set my heart free. Too many times we're trying to do things our own way. In America today, we have put our hope in man and taken it off of Christ. And that's why we as a nation right now are are tired, are weary with sorrow. But rather we should do what Psalm 119 says... And say, I run in the path of your commands. Whatever you have told me to do, whatever you have commanded me to do, whatever you spoke into my spirit—it doesn't matter what's on TV. It doesn't matter what my friend has said. It doesn't matter what I have heard. God, I stand true to what you said, even if when things around me don't look like it, I still know you're there, and I still know you're in control, and I will not lose hope, and I. I will not give up. Come on, somebody. Give God some praise right now. I'm tired. But did you know, child of God, that when you're tired, (laughs) it's like it's right where God wants you to be. You know why? Because then you've got to trust him. You can't rely on your own knowledge, on your own power, on your own will, on your own doing. You only have one option to trust God. I asked Wednesday night to the class, I I, I asked them, I said, what are some words you would use to describe 2020? I heard words like heartache and heartbreak and disappointment and tragedy and confusion and pain. But I also heard some words like opportunity and I heard peace because to me it's a matter of perspective. How do we see things? Glass half empty, glass half full. How do we view life? What, what lens are we looking through? I had a talk with a friend just this last week over some coffee and we discussed this topic to an extent and we broached the idea about Mary when the angel came to her and told her about this Christ child that she would become pregnant with and, and the angel told her everything that was to happen but guess what? Mary wasn't intimidated. She wasn't scared. At least she didn't show it in that moment and as a matter of fact everything that the angel said she believed it to be true why do you think that is I believe it was because her level of faith her level of faith think about it for just a minute there was no questioning what God said she just walked the walk because she knew it had to be true She didn't have anything in her her past that told her to define that, that moment, that encounter with the angel, any otherwise. Had she had situations come up in her past where people had let her down, where people had lied to her, where they told her something that wasn't true and then she believed it and then was disappointed because they didn't come through, she might have reason to not believe that the angel was telling the truth. But in that moment, everything the angel said she believed because she had no reason to think that her God would lie to her. And I want you to think about that for just a moment as we use the analogy to the season that we're in. There's no questioning to what God is doing. I may not understand what He's doing. I may not know what, what plan He has put in place. I may not know every step that He's going to take to get us back to being one nation under God. I'm saying I don't have to know everything I don't have to know the reason I just know that my God can and that he will and I trust him because I've got no reason to believe that my God's gonna lie about it do you believe that today so knowing that then why do we live tired why do we live in fear why do we live worried why do we live in doubt why do we live anxious why do we live exhausted I have an answer it's because we're human we're human Is this okay this morning? It's because unlike Mary, our present mindset is often shaped due to past experiences. Both good and bad. It's because we get exhausted. It's because we're tired. And when you're tired, a good night's rest can solve things. But when you're exhausted, it doesn't seem like anything helps. So today I want to talk to you what the Bible says about what to do when you get exhausted. Matthew chapter 11. Go with me there right now. Matthew chapter 11, verse number 28. I want you to listen to what the Bible says. Come to me. (laughs) Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I Will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You see, through all this mess that's going on today, God's going to show us something, He's going to teach us something. I said it Wednesday, I'm going to say it now. I believe the same grace that carried us through 2020 will be the same grace that carries us through 2021. Nothing in God's character has changed. But there may be more heartache. Jew, there might just be more pain. There might be more loss. There might be more confusion. There might be more heartbreak. But God's got it. What does exhaustion do? When you get exhausted, you lose the ability to cope. You do things and say things that you later regret. You make rash choices in the heat of the moment everything big and small becomes a major problem. There's nothing I can do to fix this. That's what we tell ourselves. When you're exhausted, it makes you irritable. Have you ever been irritable and you just realize it's because I'm just really tired? Can we be, I'm, hey. Exhaustion makes you lazy. Exhaustion makes you lose concentration. And I want to tell you something else that exhaustion does. It makes us blind to reality. You see, a lot of us in life, we go through life with blinders on. We think we're okay. We tell other people we're okay. But deep down inside, we're not. And we don't want to see the truth. There are deep-rooted issues we won't admit to or seek help for because we're afraid of people seeing the real truth us and can I say this year what I want us to do is be you all we need is to be honest with ourselves to be honest with each other and realize I can't do life by myself when in but I need people around me to call me to ask me to resource me with ways I can get better and to encourage me to let me know that everything goes on I just need people to care about me And in the same way, you want people to care about you. Because autumn life gets tough. And life stinks. Sometimes life just stinks. Have you ever been there? And what are we supposed to do when we get there? We get in the presence of God. Look, there's so much confusion going on in our world right now. You have Representative Cleaver, a 35-year Methodist preacher, who ends a prayer with a man and a woman. Later saying he's making a lighthearted attempt to humor the, and, mo- and, mo- and, mo- and, mo- and to motivate the women of Congress. Not only that, but the thing that got me is he prayed to uh, a, a Hindu god, Brahma, the Hindu god of creation. And then he said, but also known by many other names to many other religions. Can I tell you that prayer opened up the Congress floor for 2021? To a Hindu God, Brahma. You know who I know him as? Jehovah. You know who I know him as? Jesus Christ. You know who I know him as? The Creator. The, the lamb, the lion, the alpha, the omega, the beginning, and the end, the comforter, my redeemer, my strength when I'm weak, my wisdom when I need it. That's who I know him by. Yet this is the people that are leading our country. We have riots going on at the White House. People running in. Red think they're right. Blue think they're right. Left has radicals. The right has radicals. I'm exhausted from it all. And I'm tired of it. Let me tell you something. Like COVID wasn't enough, now we're at war with each other. We're killing the unborn. We have race issues that even after so much progress, they still exist. I'm tired. Exhausted. Exhausted. But listen, church, there is no declaration that you can make that will keep tragedy from coming. And there's nothing that we can do to keep from being exhausted. It's going to happen. Why? Because we live in a broken world who's placed its values in man and not in God. That's why we're divided. Let me make this clear. We are not divided because a um, a political office... We're not divided because of red and blue, elephant, donkey, whatever you want to say. We're not divided because of race issues. We're divided because our value has been placed on man and in a party. And it's been taken off of the child of God, Jesus Christ. And it's time the church brings God back. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. And turning on my TV and seeing... Bombs and smokes and fires and crimes and hatred and this and that. And churches, getting mad at other churches and posting things on social media that shouldn't be there. I'm tired of it. I'm tired. But can I say this? If we want this nation back, we've got to get Jesus. There's no other way. He is the only name by which every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. Listen, our promise that he gave us wasn't that life wouldn't be tough. It was that he would be there with us. I listened to a message, and I'm going to get to this. That was um, the intro. I listened to this message spoken by Pastor Loran Livingston in Charlotte, North Carolina. I want to share it with you. He uh, was just getting over COVID. He had been out of his church for just a little bit. He still sounded just a little bit sick. Continue to pray for him. And pastor Loran's a great pastor. A phenomenal, has anybody heard of and heard his messages? I know there's quite, yeah, there's, there's some. Amazing preacher, look him up. Oh my goodness, really good. But I want to share this with you, and and I want to read a couple scriptures to you that that have to do with the disciples in two of the greatest moments in Jesus' life. And I want to show you how human they were in those moments. Luke chapter 9, go there with me. It's where Peter, James, and John go with Jesus up to the mount, the chosen three. And before them, Jesus was glorified. The Bible said a cloud covered the mountain, that his clothes were as bright as lightning. His face was indescribably brilliant, as was Moses and Elijah at that moment. But in that amazing moment to witness, I need you to listen to what the disciples did. Peter, James, and John, the chosen three. Peter and his companions were very sleepy. What do you mean you were sleepy? You've walked up the mountain with Jesus. You've walked with me and you've talked with me, right? They were with their Savior. And they go up on top of a mountain and they see Jesus right before their eyes glorified. And then he's in a cloud covering the mountain where Moses and Elijah are having a conversation. And they're sleepy? If I was there, my eyes are wide awake listening to every word that's going on. You're talking Moses and Elijah, right? Two people in heaven that I hope to sit down and have dinner with and just ask them questions on how they handled things. And he was, and they, the Peter, James, and John, were up there asleep. And when it says, but when they became awake, they saw the glory. They almost missed it. They almost missed it. Why? Because they were exhausted. Do you know that when you get tired, sometimes you miss what God has for you? Let that sink in for just a minute. Because why? What happens when we get tired? Well, I'll read my Bible tomorrow. I'll pray about it tomorrow. I'll reach out to them tomorrow. Everything gets put on the back burner when you get tired and exhausted. Listen, they were sleeping. They had an opportunity to witness something great. To hear a conversation between what I call the Bible greats. Okay, Moses and Elijah. Luke chapter 22. Another event in the life of Jesus. He was taking the disciples to the garden. Jesus is in agony. He's in pain. He asked them to watch with him. Look what it says. When he rose from prayer and went back to the disciples, what did he do? He found them asleep. What's it say? Exhausted. (laughs) From sorrow. Another version says exhausted from grief. Sleeping from grief. Have you ever read that and asked why they were sleeping with grief? They're with Jesus. Jesus. They know what's about to happen. They, they know they're not the ones being crucified. It's Jesus the one that says they're praying to, to God, If this cup may pass from me, but it, let it not be my will, but your will be done. It's Jesus in the garden praying, and they're asleep. They were exhausted. I, I think I know why. Because they were following a man they couldn't figure out. Listen to me. Everything they thought he would do, he did. But in this moment, the Messiah of Israel wasn't acting like a deliverer in this moment. Just trying to understand him and figure out what he was going to do next, trying to understand why he didn't do it like this, but rather did it like that. They were exhausted following Jesus. Why? Because in their three-year walk with him, nothing seemed to make sense. And here's why. The Bible said their eyes had not been opened yet. In fact, they never really understood Jesus until the day of Pentecost. Remember, Jesus told them that the comforter, the advocate would not come until he went away. They saw a glimpse that night of what it was like at Pentecost, and they realized that, that it was bigger than just them. They didn't understand in the moment the plan. They didn't understand Jesus. They never understood him. But it's because their eyes had not yet been opened. Now later in scripture, the, the, the Bible tells us that their eyes had been opened. And they saw the glory. They, they saw who he was. And they saw why he did what he did. But isn't it so true of life that sometimes we don't understand what God's doing in the heat of the moment. Until 20 years later when we look back and we're like, oh that's why. We get so uptight in the moment because we don't understand why God does it the way that he does it. And how many times have you, in your walk with God, been going through something and you had this, this God moment where you said, You know what, God, I would have been so much better if you would have done it this way. But instead, you did it that way. I don't know why you did it. And you know what God's saying? He's saying, I did it because I have a plan. I did it because I have a reason. My ways are not your ways. And all I need you to do is just trust me, trust in my plan, trust in my word, trust in who I say that I am, because I'm not a God that will ever lie to you. On another occasion... Jesus found the disciples on a boat in the middle of a raging storm and the scripture says they were afraid and doubted. Why? Because their hearts were hardened. What it meant was they didn't have the mental capacity to put it all together. They didn't see that if Jesus could feed the 5,000 then surely he could calm a raging sea. But they forgot. Why? Because they were exhausted. They were tired. And when you get exhausted, reality changes. When you get exhausted, things aren't the way that they seem. When you get exhausted, you can't see clearly. And the disciples in that moment couldn't see Jesus for who he was, the Messiah, the Redeemer of the world, the one that could do absolutely anything to their heart's desire. And in that moment, they were so tired that they almost missed it. Can I tell you, we got to get to that place where we stopped Blaming ourselves for things that God doesn't do. What did they do? The disciples judge present reality by past experiences. And I'd like to tell you right now that you can be exhausted and still be in the presence of God, that you can be weary. And still be in the presence of God. Seth, that you can be tired and you can still be in the presence of God. And that's key to getting out of it, right? Is to be in his presence. Because what's the Bible say? Come to me all you who are heavy and weary. And I will give you rest. The disciples were exhausted. From just trying to figure out what God is doing. Trying to see his hand and see what's going on. And it can be tiring. It can be tiring. But we know God has purpose. We know there's purpose for my pain. We know God is sovereign. We know He's in control. But can I ask, have you ever just been so tired about what's going on around you that you ask God, why'd you do it like this? Why'd you have to do it that way? Israel, right before Christmas, um, had two teeth that were bothering him. they what the dentist said was some teeth in the back, top, back area that usually if you're, you know, eight, nine, sometimes ten years old before you lose them. And he loves candy. What six-year-old doesn't love candy? Well, he loves hard candy. And he doesn't just lick the candy. He puts it in his mouth and chews it. I don't, who does that? And he took some hard candy, and he would chew it. Oh, for honestly me, I saw hands go up. I I, I do. And, and he saw, and, 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 his, and his tooth chipped. His tooth broke in half. And the other side, well, hey, if this one's broke, I'm just going to chew on this side, right? So he goes and the breaks the one over here, and it caused him great pain. So I took him to the dentist, and uh, six years old, and they put this laughing gas thing on his face, and they put the numbing shot in, and they pulled the teeth. And he's a trooper, man. He's a champion. He's going through it because he don't feel nothing. He kind of likes it. (laughs) And he comes out of it. And a couple hours later, when the medicine wore off, tears started rolling down his face. And he said, Daddy, why did it have to be me? It hurts so bad. Have you ever been there? When reality kind of wears off? you start saying, God, why did it have to be me? Why'd you have to do it that way? But Israel, in that moment, did it exactly how we should. He called on his daddy to help him. And in moments of great pain, Daddy, will you help me? I don't know why it had to be me. I don't know why you had to do it that way. But God, I need you right now. Why? Because you can be exhausted and be in the presence of God. Pastor Loran tells a story of a friend calling him. He details the call. This other guy, is a pastor of a very successful church and how his wife got cancer how the church prayed they held meetings went to the hospital prayed for anointing and after all the nights and prayers she came home from texas from treatment and the doctor said it was it, it was successful things looked good and this pastor praised god for healing his wife and weeks later she died and he calls Pastor Loran to, to pray with him over this COVID. And, and that God would protect him and, and keep him. And, but when he called him and he said, Pastor Loran, can I pray for you? And Pastor Loran tells the story. This is what the pastor said. He said, God, I don't know what I'm doing right now. I don't know if this works. I don't know what it takes to get a miracle. I thought you healed my wife and she's gone. Not a typical prayer. You'd hear somebody pray, right? But he was exhausted in the presence of God. He then went on to pray that God would protect the pastor from COVID. But then said something that Pastor Loran said he'll never forget. And he told him, he said, It's a lot easier to talk about faith than it is to walk in faith. Have you been there? It's a lot easier to believe it and walk it. And can I tell you this morning, if you feel that way today, if you've lived what that pastor said, there's nothing wrong with your faith. Nothing wrong. Just get in his presence. Fullness of joy when you're in his presence. There are people in this room that are exhausted. There's people that are tired. I could name the names, I could tell the stories. There's people watching right now on live that are tired, that are exhausted. People in this church that we've lost. And I'm tired. But I need you to understand this. And I need you to hear me. You will never figure God out, you will not understand everything that He does. You won't believe that there's times that you can pray and you can beg and you can plead for God to do this and God to do that and sometimes he doesn't do it the way that you want him to. And it's not because you prayed the wrong prayer. It's not because you had the wrong type of faith. It's not because you said the wrong thing or you did the wrong thing. It's because his ways are not my ways. And what God wants us to do is he just says, look, I don't understand God, but I trust you anyway. God, I don't have to know why you do the things you do. I don't have to know why you did it that way and not my way. But God, one thing I do know is that in this moment right now, I trust you. I can't figure him out. But that's why Paul said, and I'm about to close. I've skipped through half of this. I don't know why I always have more pages of notes than time I have to say it. Paul said, therefore, don't lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we're being renewed day by day. Woo! For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what we see is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. My God, speak to us right now. Is this okay today? One more passage. Seth, if you'll come. If this doesn't speak to what we're going through right now. I don't know what does. Judges chapter 8 verse 4. Gideon and his army. I want you to watch what it says. Gideon and his 300 men exhausted. There it is again. But I, I'm going to read this verse and I want you to read along with me. Gideon and his 300 men exhausted. So they quit. Right? Exhausted, so they just gave up. Exhausted, so they just threw in the towel. Exhausted, and they said enough was enough. No, they didn't say any of that. They said exhausted, yet keeping the pursuit. They came to the Jordan and crossed it. Let me give you some context. They did what God told them to do. They chased down the enemy. They were walking, running, fighting by faith. But they got weary, couldn't hardly walk. And it says they were exhausted. They were exhausted. But they kept in pursuit. And when they pressed forward, when they kept marching when they did what they know that God told them to do they made it they did it they got there and it was by the glory of God I'd like to say this last year slowed me down just a little bit I may not be running as quick as I once did but Autumn I'm still running (laughs) I'm still running and I'm still seeking God Kim, this last year was hard for me I don't know what I'm doing I I don't know what I'm doing I've never pastored a church through this I'm tired the the choices I have to make are hard it makes some people happy it upsets some can't ever make everybody happy I'm tired and it's not a tired that a vacation can fix sometimes when you go on vacation you got to come back and have a vacation from your vacation is that not the truth come on I just need God